This is Melanie Ake, your host for Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 podcast. Everyday Leaders is an inspirational show to help you develop strategies to overcome everyday obstacles in your life. Today on Everyday Leaders, you'll meet Chris McPhee, PMP, retired Army Green Beret, passionate veteran mentor, turned project management trainer, and camera guy, who now helps others elevate their life to the next level through media. Chris is an everyday leader helping others tell their stories to change the world. Start your personal growth journey today where you can learn how to be an everyday leader in your life. Go to everydayleaders.com Register for personal growth and development classes so you can develop your own strategies to be a leader in your life. If you're ready for one-on-one accountability, I will walk beside you as your personal coach to help you gain clarity and perspective to lead your life and career as an everyday leader. If you're ready to develop your spiritual growth, you can gather with us for the Everyday Leaders Leadership Devotionals. We meet every day at 7.30 a.m. And we apply these leadership lessons and values to our everyday lives and become a leader that can change the world. Welcome to Everyday Leaders 50 and 50, my friend, JMT, brother, Chris McPhee. Thanks for joining today. Thank you, sis. I'm so glad to be here. Appreciate the time. Oh, this is awesome. I have been waiting for the right time to get you on the show. And this is it. I'm (laughs) so excited. This is it. This is the right time. This is the right time. Oh, COVID-19 and all the strategies that we've been using. And I want to tell people, I met you online and and realized that we were both from the John Maxwell team. And But watching what you were doing, creating the energy to create leaders in your space for project management, I thought was so interesting. And then I learned the rest of your story. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. So I really wanted people to connect to you because you're amazing and the things that you're doing and lifting people. And, you know, it's this whole journey of entrepreneurship. So uh, thanks for joining today and sharing a little bit of your heart with us. No, Melanie, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, so I want you to help us understand it. Now, I have to give Greg Storch some little kudos here, too. Rah, rah, Greg Storch. <laughs> because he's always like, Chris McPhee is my man. Um, yeah. You know, it's that power of connection in the inner circle of what we believe. And when did you, uh, I guess, take us back to where your beliefs kind of started for you and your life of really designing it around purpose? Well, I think... It really, really hit me, I would say, probably back in 1998. I was in the military. I had been in the military for four years now. You know, I was married. I had two young kids. I was a young soldier. You know, financially at the time, things were difficult and hard. 
And I wanted to go change my career in the military because when I started out in the army, I was a personal admin clerk. And so I saw this, this, I saw this briefing at one of our leadership schools. It's our like primary uh, professional development school for, for non-commissioned officers in the army. Mm-hmm. So for every phase of leadership you go to kind of like with the John Maxwell network, you are taught and given some instruction on what it takes to be a leader, how to lead, you know, so on and so forth. So I was like, you know what, this green beret thing looks really exciting. Um, I mean, I don't know nothing about tactics. It, those are the things I would need, but I know I'm in good shape. You know, I was an athlete in high school. You know, I was on a wrestling team. I was actually selected to be on the all army, uh, world-class athlete program, you know, when I was like 19, when I first joined the army. So far as physical, um, will I be able to make it physically? That wasn't even a doubt in my mind. It was just like not knowing what I needed to know as far as the tactics and all the information I would need to be, you know, a green beret. So I saw the, I saw the briefing and I was like, I'm going to do that. You know, I was at some hard times and I hit a crossroad and I had to choose whether to just give it up or deal with the situation I was dealing with. So I just said, you know what, I need to go this way. And uh, I made a, a dynamic move. You know, I left my family with some friends, you know, I was like, Hey, watch out for my family. I'm going to leave for three weeks. And then when I come back, I'm going to fix this. And I went to the special forces assessment and selection course. And three weeks later, I was standing there to be weighed and measured. And it was like, Hey, you fit the bill. You get to continue training. And from that day on, I was able to fix some things in my life when it comes to believing in myself, um, seeing a problem and taking um, the action that I believe is right. Because I believe there's no, there's no right or wrong way to live your life, but there are things you should do to help you get to where you want to go. So if you're not going in a direction where you want to go, then maybe those are not the things for you that you should be doing uh, to get you to your goals. So that's what I felt at the time. Uh, you know, I made a dynamic shift to go in a direction. It was like, hey, you're an admin guy. Why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. It was like, because this is going to solve my problems. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and definitely the financial part was a big motivator because they gave a bonus for completing the course. But that was like two years down the road. Mm-hmm. You know, that wasn't like I just finished three weeks later, I get money. No, it was like, okay, you're going to continue getting weighed and measured at each phase. So I started the course, uh, in 2000. So in 98, I was selected, but because of where I was at it at the 82nd airborne division at Fort Bragg, you could only transfer one major command to another major command, uh, no less than 12 months. So I had been at Fort Bragg from Fort Raleigh, Kansas, only four months when I did this. So I had to wait eight months, stay in shape, stay focused, stay on path. And, and then in 2000 is when I started the course. No, in 99, I started the course and I was scheduled to graduate at the end of 99, but I hit a roadblock and uh, I came short Mm. on one of my exams and I got recycled. Mm. 
So now I'm like, oh man, I'm very angry. And I'm like, you know, the marriages at the time was really hard, you know, with the kids and the wife, you know, not really understanding what I'm doing. And I know what they want, but I'm trying to get them what they need. Mm -hmm. And she's not really getting that. So I'm fighting that. But I'm still, I have to still stay true to who I am as a person, you know, because I'm, I'm only 24 years old right now. How, how, but at that age, I want to ask you this, and, and I hope you can share whatever you want, but the delayed gratification that many people say, well, you know what, I want it now because things need to be right and I need to make my family happy. And so I'm just going to give up what I need because I, I really care about them more, Right. And, and what the point I'm trying to get to is well, we learn about leadership and we say, well, we've got to fill ourselves up so that we can supply what we need so that we can provide for those that we love. Because when you come to a crossroads like that, if you would have given up for saying, well, I can just figure this out. I'll just give this up. This is too hard. It, it's probably selfish and I'm doing these for the wrong reasons. But that consistency and that constant vision that you had, because you could see the outcome. And, and waiting for that gratification to say, if I can just stay motivated in this space and I can see exactly how I want my life to look, those are the goals that I think from this, I want people to walk away from and say, you know, it may not look easy or it may seem like it's the wrong decision, but if it's in your heart and your vision, then that's where you need to stay and, and you need to figure out how to get motivated, Right to kind of just see it through. No, definitely. I, I see the delay time. That's a hard thing that people deal with. And I know even as a kid in high school, you know, I was a championship wrestler, you know, I, I represented the state of Florida at like a teenager with other teenagers representing our state, you know? Mm -hmm. So I know that, when you start out, you're not at the top on day one. And that's the misconception a lot of people have about success is they see people like people see me now as Chris McPhee, the camera guy, Chris McPhee, <laughs> the PMP pocket mentor. Mm -hmm. And they don't know. It took me two years to get to PMP pocket mentor. Mm -hmm. They don't know. It took me four years to get to I'm your camera guy. Like everybody who's seeing me now, they're just seeing me now. They didn't see me when I started in 2017 when I decided to quit my job. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a photographer. I don't want to be an analyst anymore. I quit. Have your money after a pay raise. And, and you know, it was a deployed job. So as a contractor, you know, you can make up to 300K a year. So I was like, you know what? that's not what I want to do. I don't want to be deployed away from my family and away from my life in general, because you can't do nothing but be deployed and make money. But if you're always deployed and, and getting and exchanging hours for dollars, mm -hmm. you can't never spend it. You can't never enjoy it. Mm -hmm. You know, and I didn't want to get caught in that cycle and I almost did it, but I had gotten to the point where I just got, I would say I was going to do three years. I only did a, a year and a half because I got sick and tired and I wanted more and I made a shift and I was like, boom, I'm done, you know? Uh, but the, the delay, delay is hard for people. And I learned real early that 
you know, the Q course for a special forces operator is anywhere from, you know, a year to two years. Cause our, our medics, they go for two years. So their course is longer than ours. And the hardest thing that we are taught to deal with during the course is the course is not hard. It's the outside influence mm. that that's going to, that's going to challenge you, you know, your mm-hmm. family, your kid, you know, somebody getting hurt, you know, what if somebody in your family has a big issue, then you have to stop, but you really want this thing, mm-hmm. but you know, what do you do? So it's not the course. Cause they teach you everything you need to know. And if you, they've already assessed that, you know, how to look, you can learn, you can adapt, you know how to be a person and lead yourself because mm-hmm. that's what that course is really about. Mm-hmm. You know, as a Green Beret, you have to be self-motivated. You have to know how to lead yourself and you need to step in very difficult situations and take control, stabilize, and give people direction and tell them to move with you and help them out of their problems. So it's, it's something that is groomed in you from day one and you know, at that time I knew it even now, like, you know, I listen to, you know, the stories, you know, it's the reason why I joined the John Maxwell team, because I knew I, I said, a friend of mine came to me. He was like, Chris, man, you, you ever heard of um, Tony Robbins? I was like, yeah. He was like high school friend with me. was on my wrestling team with me. And mm-hmm. he's like, he was in film and he was like, you can do that. I was like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you could, you could do that, man. Like you, you could be the speaker and I'll do the camera work and we'll do this. And we, you know, and I was like, I was like, for real? He's like, yeah. So I got this in my head. I just recently retired 2015 and I got this in my head and I was like, well, I mean, I know I know how to speak and I know I know leadership, but military leadership and leadership of within the civilian space is different. Mm-hmm. You can't use the same tone. The principles might be the same, but the delivery and the tone is definitely different. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Um, and I saw, I was, you know, because I was sitting there doing all these, reading all these reports and I had access to the internet. So I would be over here typing and reading reports. And then on the green side, the unclassified computer, I'd be, you know, looking at YouTube, listening to Jim Rohn in my headphones, <laughs> keeping me motivated, listening mm-hmm. to Tony Robbins and listening to John Maxwell. And I was like, oh, this, I need to be, I need to learn how to speak. You know, I read Dale Carnegie, you know, you know, how to win friends and influence people, mm-hmm. you know, stand and deliver. And I was like, man, I need to learn how to speak like, like a speaker. Like I could speak and teach soldiers, but but it's so different, to, right? It's, it's different, so yes. Different because everybody comes to it like they're going to sit in a in an auditorium, and you're going to say, "Okay, I need to take you somewhere that I've been, but I got to meet you where you are." Yes, 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 yes. No, it's uh, and it's so different because in the military, everybody's there for the same reason, right? Mm-hmm. You signed up to serve your country. You know you're going to have rules and regulations, and you got to follow a standard. But when you're talking to an audience now to inspire them to do something different within their, their own soul and, mm. and they're looking, they're searching for something and you have to bring that power of the story to connect that, to say, look, everybody can get this, right? Everybody's mm. offered this opportunity, no, no. but it's how you inspire people because I've watched you on your podcast. I've watched you, you know, deliver 
you know, who you are today. And I think about, you know, when people watch you and your brand and they think, well, but are you willing to do what you did to get where you are? And it's a great question that we ask all leaders, right? Would you be willing to go through what you did, Chris, if you saw yourself from afar and go, well, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's a tough road. Uh, uh, looking at it from that perspective, I would say to f- for somebody to follow the path that I've taken, um, it would be, it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's easy for me to say, yeah, I will follow the path because I did it. But when people look at some of the things I've done, some of my friends, they've seen me go from, you know, in the parking lot working on my beater car after class with a toolbox after language school, trying to be a green beret. I get out of class and my car is broken. Now, what do I do? No, I jack my car up. I'm under there. I take my BDU top off. I'm working on my hoopty and I get it going again. And then boom, we're good for the weekend. Now we could go out and drive around and maybe drive to Raleigh, you know, go to the local bar, have some drinks, you know, just move around the city. You know, that, that helped me get to this point, Mm -hmm. you know, like, so it's kind it's, man, I would say if I saw myself, I'd be like, man, I don't know about this. Like, (laughs) like, like, I mean, I mean, I ran marathons. Mm -hmm. I hurt my back. I was injured. You know, I watched a, you know, you know, some people, you know, it's just at the time, you know, I was on a, on a sofa, I hurt my back and, you know, I have been involved with alcohol. So I've been doing a lot of drinking and I'm sitting here watching this Lance, Lance Armstrong video. And I'm like, you know what? I could, I could run a marathon. This is like 2005. I'm like, I could run a marathon, mm-hmm. but I'm on my sofa hurt with a, with my sciatic nerve killing me in a herniated disc. You know, I gained some weight and I was like, you know what? So I deployed and on our fire base, we had a little bit of a track and I ran the first mile I ran on my road to running that marathon, it was 27 minutes for me to run that one mile. It was hard. It was in Afghanistan, the mountains, it was hot. But I did a little by little. By the time I was done with that deployment, I came out at the end of the year. And then in, in 2005 of January, I ran my first marathon in my hometown in Miami, Florida. And after that, I ran eight more. You know, mm-hmm. so, and people thought I was crazy just doing that. So for them to look at everything I've done from the time I entered the army at 94 to right now to, to 2020, mm-hmm. no, they, they better pack a lunch <laughs> and have a whole lot of patience <laughs> because it's going to be a long road. <laughs> but, you know, but it's all been intentional growth. I, you know, the 15 laws of growth is my number one favorite leadership book that I have read Mm -hmm. and I teach it every week since I've been certified and I love it and I have classes around it. I've, my podcast is designed around it, you know, because I believe in those principles and, and I say, if you are not intentional about your life, if you're not aware, if you're not consistent, all of these principles that we engage in, 
you really can't be successful without doing all of those. And yeah. I think expansion and contribution and, you know, significance. And that's what John teaches us as a team member, right? It's all about yeah. how you create success in your strength zone to then try to, you know, leave your legacy of significance for the world so that you can really become greater in your potential. Uh, and, and so I see your vision, you know, one of your quotes that we talked about before this started was vision to reality that has it really made an impact and to inspire you to do things. And yeah. I think that's what we all need is to be able to say, where do I see my life? And then what is that one step, that 1%, I love this, the 1% that turns into 37% after 365 days, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that compounding, yeah. because yeah. it is so true, but you feel it. You don't feel it day by day. It's not the little, you know, the daily wins, but after a while, you begin to look back and say, wow, I, like mm -hmm. the marathons, right? I can't believe yeah. I actually did that, but all I did yeah. was a little bit of effort and intentionality every mm -hmm. day. No, it's uh, you're, you're spot on. You know, it's like you talk about, you know, one of one of my favorites. It's you know, it's baseline knowledge for all of us. It's the twenty, uh, the twenty one year freedom laws mm -hmm. of leadership. Mm -hmm. You know, it's baseline knowledge for us. So, one of my favorites is the law of influence. Mm -hmm. And and once I owned it, you know, and I I would say going to um, Orlando and being, that was the first time I was in a room when they say, Oh, you need to get around like-minded individuals. Like I experienced that in the military, <laughs> but it's like, uh, it's not the same. You know, it's, it's not the same. So when I was like, I got there and I met another brother from uh, Hawaii and I met some more friends there. And I was just like amazed. Like I looked around the room and I was like, there's a lot of people and everybody's all cheering and happy. Like, is this real? Like, is this, am I in a dream right now? And after giving my five minute, you know, presentation to the table and getting feedback, you know, that was the first time I heard about like positive feedback. Mm. Like, you know, I'm so used in the military, which they try to give good feedback, but they always harp on, the things you did wrong and they beat you up with them so bad. So you come out of your, you know, what we call the after action review, you, you kind of feel good, but then you feel like, man, I messed up, but really you did something good, but I really appreciated and, and took that to heart with the positive, you know, evaluation, you know, what did you do? Good. You know, let's talk about that. Let's, let's, let's inspire more of what you did versus putting light on what probably wasn't so hot, you know, just to keep you moving forward. And I really enjoyed that and meeting everybody, you, Greg, uh, my, another brother of mine, Ben Scott, everybody I meet, you know, and they say, oh, you're GMT. I'm like, yeah, you know, and when I see, and it's like an automatic connection. So, mm -hmm. you know, I love it. And that's hard for people to understand. You know, I, I, probably uh, we're going into the fourth year here in January. And mm -hmm. I think every, every week I said, Oh, John Maxwell, you're a John Maxwell person, or you're in the thought process or you're joining the team or you've, you had influence from that. Because I think, you know, when you're in a room with 2,500 to 3000 people and you say, yeah, you're at a conference and everybody wants to get a little bit of a spirit lift, right? When you sign up for a conference, 
these leadership junkies, right? Tony Robbins and Mel <laughs> Robbins and Zig Ziglar. And yes, you, you do all yes. of it. But, but this is kind of like you commit to your own soul that's searching for something different. And what happens with this, and, and for, it happened for me anyway, is the process is it connected you to the things that really mattered. And you said, this stuff I can actually apply because it's really taught from biblical principles. And what John was first is uh, he was he was writing um, to the biblical community, the faith-based community. And what he learned was that the business community was actually reading more of his his books. And so when, you know, they did the research and said, hey, more, more of the business entrepreneurs are, are really buying your books and wanting to learn from you. It took that whole principle of faith-based um, process to say, well, how could you use that in the world? And I think that's what's so real about it is he writes things so simple and so easy to understand to apply to your life and your business and your family and your career and your faith. And and so, you know, when you kind of get it, like you said, you just, you just kind of get it. Uh, you're either one of those people that want to be able to grow and have exponential growth. And when you own something like this process, it changes you from the inside. No, you're you're exactly right uh, with that. I, mean, I just I just love it. The, the, that was my foundation. So it's when people talk to me, and I went through that process of going to um, our our convention and meeting everybody. So that was like my basic training mm-hmm. for leadership mm-hmm. to convert me, change my military mindset, understand how to talk how to work in his workplace uh, because in the military is very different, especially where, where I worked and, you know, where my career led me, you know, you have to be, like you say, meet people where, where they're at. Mm-hmm. And most of the time we go to indigenous um, location and it might be a guy that's like, you know, he might be a farmer and, he might not be able to speak English and you might, and you have to bring yourself off of your, you know, off of this pedestal and come down and meet him where he's at. Because regardless of what you think of him, like you need to make friends with him and build rapport in order to help him. So if you can't build rapport, you can't help him. You can't help his village. You can't help his country. You can't, you can't go and do the things you, you need to do because you need to have that permission. So, you know, as I reflect and look back in my military years and as I move forward, I use, I use both. I'm able to switch because I have, uh, I have like, you know, the law of influence is, is I play with it in the workplace. And what I learned is you have to be careful with it mm-hmm. because you could create en- enemies, mm-hmm. you know, even, even though I was a project manager and I wasn't in charge of the program manager, but I was able to influence the office and they would follow me. Mm-hmm. They would listen to what I would say. They would listen. I would be like, let's go to lunch. Everybody like, all right, we're going to lunch. Meanwhile, the program manager's like, hey, you guys can't leave all at the same time, contractors, you know, government, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever, let's go to lunch, guys. Everybody, like, they'll look around and they're like, let's go. <laughs> Where are we going, Chris? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know, or, or we have bow tie Wednesdays and then it was Hawaiian shirt Fridays. You know, I brought these things into the workplace that I saw with, you know, because it was boring there. Mm-hmm. So my energy came there and it was like, 
who's this guy? Who's this guy? I would come in with my bow ties. I was like, hey, you, yeah, bow tie Wednesday, man. Put your bow tie on. <laughs> I got all the guys in here wearing bow ties. You know, and then it was Hawaiian shirt Friday. I would come in with a Hawaiian shirt. And I'd be like, oh, okay. So the guys wore Hawaiian shirts. The ladies wore Hawaiian-inspired outfits. And and that's how we got, that was our week. And they looked forward to it. And it was awesome, you know. It brought good energy to the space. But mm-hmm. you don't have to be the number one to lead. You, you, you could just, you have to lead in life. If you're leading yourself and people could feel your energy, they will follow you. Mm-hmm. And the quote that John always references is, you know, it's not the position that makes the leader, but it's the leader that makes the position. Mm. And, and I love that. <laughs> and I know it's in um, the 21 Infutable Laws because it's yeah. it's in every book that he writes. You know, he yeah, references yeah. that because when you say that, you know, you think about before COVID and people were in cubicles and you think about that person that had had the charisma, you know, in the office that created the space. And you say, well, but they didn't have the title to make the decisions, but they were the ones that you followed because you felt that they had passion about what they were doing to really help people become better, to make it easier to, to connect, you know, to have a bond, to have a sense of purpose for what you were doing. And I think that's really the critical part that everybody can do that. You just have to say, you know, don't compare yourself. Don't be fearful about it have fun with it. Right. And, mm-hmm. and know that you are adding value to the situation. And so I love how you talked about that because everybody can do that, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody can, anybody could walk into a workplace. If, if, you, if they say, Oh, my place sucks. I was like, well, you can make it better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can start tomorrow. If you don't like where you work, you need to just figure out, is it me or is it the workplace? You know, because if you're feeling it, you're probably not the only one feeling the same thing. And I like, you know, as I go, I went along this journey of, you know, learning John Maxwell and I started to experience other people like Dave Ramsey and and Les Brown. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of my favorites, you know, kind of on the edgier side was Grant Cardone. Mm -hmm. And I like to take his, his quote is like, I don't compete. I dominate. Mm-hmm. You know, so in my mind, I don't see competition. You know, so so in my mind, you know, I put it on my LinkedIn page in my summaries that it hit me one day. I'm the best teammate ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I walk in to help somebody or a team, I was I'm trying to be the best teammate ever. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm that's like that's been my my latest, you know, it hit me about a, well, probably about two months ago. I was like, how do I, I, I mean, how do I be different? You know, how do I be different, but still be myself? But really I'm not being my, I'm not being no different than any guy and gal. Once they shift to that mindset, they could be the best team made ever too in their space. So any space I go to, that's my goal. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important for people because, when we study concepts, you know, like this law of the mirror and looking at ourselves, we show up how we are. And, and so sometimes when you show up, I'm going to be the best teammate. There are people maybe in your environment, maybe your family even that are threatened by that Mm -hmm. because you're showing up to support your beliefs and you go, Hey, I'm here. I want to add value. I want to do it. Let's go. But there are other people in your life that may not have that confidence and so, my goodness, it's so important that we all lead ourselves so that we can all add value to each other. 
because it's those weak spots that, you know, like you said, if you focus on the weak spots, that doesn't do any good for anybody. So bringing out the positive and figuring out, you know, how you connect that energy so you can get the momentum going in your family, in your community, in your job, you know, that's, that's really important to find that synchronicity. And, uh, and it's there. You just sometimes have to be the one to, to take that initiative first to say, okay, let's do something different or let's create a safe space for people so that we can really, you know, identify our strengths. Uh, there's so many assessments out there too for people, you know, strength finders and the disc profiling and, and yes. all kinds yeah. of things that I'm learning about from just talking to people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, if people um, really are struggling with anything in this area, there are ways or places you can go to get your team of people, even your family. You know, right now in COVID, I know a lot of families have said, I'd love to understand our personalities so that we can actually survive, <laughs> you know, Mm-mm. in the same household, no. right? No. I mean, it's different right now. And so your, your family is kind of like your work environment. <laughs> no, it's funny you say that. And I was on a podcast with one of my friends and we made a joke about that because some people really enjoyed going to work because they needed to get away from home. A lot of some people hated going to work because they wanted to be at home. So COVID tested a lot of relationships with kids and wives and husbands and families. And even in my house, I had a little test, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, I had to tell, you know, I had to tell my wife one day, I was like, okay, you're dealing with it. Like how you're dealing with it. So you can't expect me to deal with it, how you're dealing with it. He's, our son is dealing with not being with his friends and he doesn't know he's, he's doing what he's doing. I'm trying what I need to do, but then also consider what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. So leave me alone. Go back in the house. <laughs> I'm in the garage. I'm tinkering with this thing. Cause I'm trying to figure out and can control myself not to lose it. So go back in the house and leave me alone mm-hmm. and I'll figure it out. Okay, so just understand where I'm at. I know what you want me to do, but I'm mentally trying to figure out what's my next move in the next two, three hours, mm-hmm. you know? So, so, so back up off me, you know, and, and, it, and it's, it was true for everybody. And, and, you know, with that personality test, you, it's funny, I took it. And I'm a DIS, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, right out, right off the point, you know, you know, uh, you know, I'm a DIS right off the point, you know, I think more so uh, influencer more so with the, you know, it just depends on how you answer those questions, but I think I'm a, I, I'm an IDS, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. primarily and in a good way, because that's my intention. I want to come in. I want to be, it's easier to bring bad energy to a situation. It's so easy to bring negativity. Like, oh my God, I don't like that. Like, like I tell people, I say, hey, um, tell me what you like about this. You know, it's hard for people to say what they like, but it's easy for them to say what they don't like. It's mm-hmm. so easy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, oh, I don't like her because of blah, blah, blah. What do you like about her? Well, um, you know, you know, they have to, it takes a little bit of time to, to, um, to figure that out. And, and that's what, 
I was able to, you know, just figure out it myself. And one of the biggest things, I was just listening to a podcast with one of my friends, uh, one of my mentors from the Rosie Network, and it's alcoholism. And, you know, so I would like to say to everybody here, hey, my name is Chris McPhee. I'm a recovering alcoholic, you know, mm-hmm. um, on January 1st, it'd be eight years for me. Mm-hmm. And somebody asked me one time, they said, uh, that was a major shift. You know, almost eight years ago on New Year's Day, I made that shift and people asked me, I was like, so what do you, what do you, how do you look for it? I said, really? When that happened? I'm just focusing on the next 24 hours Mm -hmm. because I don't know what's going to push me left or right. So that's the one, my, my, my first priority every day is to get up, clear mind, good attitude, and, and watch out for that little demon because he comes in my head and he's like, Hey, Chris, you're feeling a little stressed out today. You know, if you could just take the edge off. Mm-hmm. You know, like nobody wouldn't know. Just a little sip, man. Just, just, just take the edge off. You know, and uh, that's why I eat chocolate. So I eat a lot of chocolate. If you see me eating a lot of chocolate, you know I'm really trying to deal. <laughs> like that, huh? You like that, huh? Uh, you know, you like that, huh? you know he does a lot. Godiva chocolate, you know, some European chocolate, some. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so a vice, right? You you have to kind of yes. shift your mindset, and oh, so man. well. First, I want to say congratulations to you because that is not something to do that's easy, and. You have been, when you look at that, the last 16 years, when we talk about since 1994, all those things that you accomplished, but up until 2012, you were still drinking. Yes, I was. So yes, you was. were you were accomplishing goals and you were kind of not lying to yourself, but you weren't being completely 100% who you yeah. could be to reach your potential. Yeah, yeah. Because you had this one thing, right? It's it's always this one thing that you had to try to think, like, how am I ever going to overcome this? No, no, it's... uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. No, you you exactly right, because it started affecting my career. It started affecting, you know, my, 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 you know, family life. And personally, I wasn't feeling good about myself. And, you know, that's one of the reasons, you know, I was working to qualify for Boston. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to figure out how I could still party and drink and still train for a marathon. But I just want to let people know that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I tried it. So, you know, but I mean, I was still doing great things. But that's when I realized now, you know, I think it was, was it this year or last year? I think it was this year when I, I got up and I was like, you know what, Chris? We're saying yes to everything. And you know what? When people bring things to me and they're like, well, Chris, you know, you know, what do you think about this? And I listen, I listen, I listen, and I'm listening. I was like, tell me about it. And I listen, I'm just like, so usually my, my, my reply to anything anybody tells me is like, okay, so let's figure out how we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Because people are not used to that. They're used to hearing, well, that's not going to work because of this and this and that. Any, I forget her name. I was just speaking about her and I met her, listened to her at Grant Cardone's Growth Con. Um, she, she, her term is like, everything's figure outable. Mm-hmm. I forget her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, it resists <laughs> me, but 
that's how I heard that. And I, I was there in February and I was like, yeah, you're right. Everything. Cause I've done it. I figured it out. Mm-hmm. I figured it out every day to this point. I figured it out. Everybody could figure it out. Everybody who's making moves, you're figuring it out. Nothing's, nothing's impossible. You know, if you could see it, it could happen, you know, vision to reality, if you believe it, mm. it could happen. You know, mm-hmm. like I was like, Oh, I want to be a podcaster. I was like, uh, with my blue Yeti microphone in the desert in Kuwait, afraid to speak into it. Now nah, you can't shut me up, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, I love it. It's, 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 um, yeah, it's it, going back to your question about, you know, what they do it. No, nah, they wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. If I was of normal mindset, I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, if I wasn't motivated, if I didn't have people like, you know, John Maxwell and folks like you and I who are out here telling people they could do it, I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do what I did. No. It's, it's hard. It's too hard. It's, it's hard, hard to do it alone. That's the thing. Yeah, and is. I think a lot of people have been reaching out through COVID, you know, trying to figure out what that inner circle looks like. And and there's this term mastery. You know, people mm-hmm. want to master themselves. And and so I think I, I want what's on my heart right now is telling people to have grace with yourself, be kind to yourself, know that you are enough and that whatever that looks like, if you're not going to you know, get into a project management course, if you're not going to, you know, sign up for the army, if you're not going to, you know, commit to doing something different than what you're currently doing, that's okay. We're not telling you to go be an entrepreneur. (laughs) I I just really want to encourage people today to say, you can have a life that's more fulfilled if you're struggling, if you feel like you're losing kind of the momentum that you've had during COVID or before COVID you know, you can have anything that you want. And so really start grabbing a journal. Chris has said vision to reality. And that's what started you writing and thinking about what, what could it look like? And so I'm, I'm really proficient and consistent in telling people, write down your strengths, write down your goals, write down your dreams and what makes you sing in your heart every day. What would you love to be able to spend time doing that you maybe haven't tried yet because now you have the opportunity to just spend 1% of your time to improve that part of your life and be consistent and think about ways that, you know, you might be able to grow and it could change your life. No, it's, uh, that is key. You know, speaking on that quote, and I've been to the Burj Khalifa twice. Um, and, and the first time I went, it was like magical being in Dubai, just seeing and, you know, hearing about it and actually being there. And I'm up on a 148th floor in uh, observatory. And I'm like, I'm at the highest point on the planet earth right now. Imagine that, (laughs) you know? So when I went back the second time, it was it was like a dream for me because I went back again and I was like, I'm at the highest point on earth right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm. this is what it looks like at the highest point on earth right now. This is what it looks like. You know, I've seen it. I've seen it. So when, when I need to go back and imagine, when you read the story about the Burj Khalifa and what they done to build that building, 
you know, even all the tall buildings, you know, the Empire State Building. I've been on the observatory of that in New York City, you know, amazing view, mm-hmm. you know, and I got that's like my thing when I go to these different countries and places. I try to go to the highest point because I need to see it, you know. So so when I'm down here at sea level, like my brain's, you know, like we say in project management, like, hey, let's go 30,000 feet high level with this. That's a common term, mm-hmm. you know. A lot, of, a lot of people don't know what that looks like at 30,000 feet high level. I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and here's the thing, right? What we yeah. know is you can't take people where you haven't been. Yes. So when yes. you can see it from 30,000 feet, yeah. and that term really is true, when you can see yeah. that, you can lead people to a place and say, it's okay, come with me. Yeah. I'll, be, yeah. I'll be your confidant. I'll be your friend. I'll help you through this journey. Mm-hmm. And, and being a mentor, right, to other people as you mm-hmm. lead them through. Because what you've done is inspire people through now what you see in a camera, being in photography, helping mm. them identify things in project management to organize mm. their life. Like, Hey, just get it, just get it figured out. Right. It's like a puzzle, mm. get it figured out. And then what it's helped you do is, is have this clarity to say, I've got all these other talents that I really, <laughs> I really need to step into. And part of that is inspiring people with your podcast yeah. and, and helping, you know, create this visionary platform in photography, because that is so important to be able to communicate what you see in yeah. the world. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm over here giggling because you, <laughs> you hit my, you hit, you said the happy word photography. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, I'm over here. Mm-hmm. But no, like, but you know, on the flip side of that, you know, think about it. Not only would we be able to see where we want to take them, but I know I've been at my level of low. So if they're below, if they've been lower than I am, then I have to understand what that is. But if they haven't, then I I know where they're at. You know, I could speak, I could meet them where they're at because I know how to adjust my level and, and get on the same mindset and have empathy for them and have care for them and understand, you know, where they're coming from and, and know I have to listen so I could learn who they are so I could take them where they want to go, not where I want to go. Right. You know, maybe they don't want Maybe they just want to go to the Empire State Building level. <laughs> they might not want to go to Burj Khalifa level, you know, mm-hmm. I can't because it takes a lot to get there. You know, it takes a lot to get there. But maybe Empire State Building, that's cool. You know, some some people just don't, you know, they, they would like to be photography with as a as a sport is an art for them nope everybody doesn't want to shoot a netflix series mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so so i understand and even and i'm very conscious of that when i meet people because uh, a lot of i would say what i've seen in our environment there's a tendency sometime to put people in your box and, and try to get them to move to where you are mm-hmm. thinking that would make them successful. But that's, that's not the case. I need to figure out where you are and, and help you discover a path to move you there. So, you know, that's one thing I do with American corporate partners. 
I had a mentor. I was a, a protege. And then when I finished my program and transitioned out the military, I just started, I decided to start mentoring and volunteering through ACP corporate partners, American corporate partners, and, you know, to help uh, veterans transition out the military. So I've already crossed that bridge, mm-hmm. but it's different for every veteran. You know, it's different for everyone. So I know that. So I just helped him cross the bridge, man. Like, and, and Lenny's to say, I was a little worried with my transition, but I had some mentoring and coaching to help me. But then when I talked to the, the, the soldiers that I've worked with over the past three years, man, it's like, I could hear it in their voice of the unknown. I don't know, Chris, what do I need? What do, tell me about this. Why is the recruiter calling me? How do I need to negotiate this? You know, like they don't know. So I'm their guy and I'm like, Hey, this is the deal. This is what you need to say. Let's run some, some, some exercises and, and they come back and they're like, yo man, it worked. And I'm just like, yes, you know, <laughs> I was just, you know, I was like, so what do you want to do next? Right. You know, that's, I was like, what do you want to do next? Tell me, tell me what you're thinking. And I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm hearing. Tell me if I'm hearing this. And I said, well, let's try this. I don't know if it's going to work, but based off of what you told me, I think you could do it. It's like my wrestling coach, when I called him, he was very inspirational in my life as a, as a student in high school. And I wanted to go be a green beret. And I called him and I can remember I was in my mom's house it was, uh, we were in Orlando and I was at her house and I was sitting on the bed and the lights were off and I picked up the phone. Cause I was like, man, I need to do this, man, but I don't know if I could do it. So I called him up. I was like, coach Mac. He's like, Hey, what's up? I say, Hey, this is what I'm trying to do. What do you think? He said, you could do it, Chris. That's all I needed. Mm-hmm. That, that was, that was the point when I knew I could do it. Cause he said it. And he's told me that so many times from a freshman in middle school and has carried me to graduation. I've been with that man and his family and lived with him and and groomed by him and his wife. And so this is what you guys are seeing is because of the foundation he's given me and my parents and all the folks that have mentored me and kept me on this path um, that I'm on right now. So inspirational. I, I think that's so important around here. We are at the end of the year, you know, and this is going to release on Christmas Eve. And so as a gift to everyone that's listening and Chris's followers and all the everyday leaders in the platform, really to inspire people that you also can do this. You can be a leader. You can live your life with success you can find those mentors, those inner circle of people. You can create that for yourself and really step into the life that you were designed for, the life that you're worth. That's where it starts. You've got to believe that you have a bigger capacity to serve in the world. No, I think that's that's very awesome um, uh, what you said and you know, I just want everybody to know as you move into 2021 that you can change 
pass if you need to right now. You could, as you're listening to this, you could change right now. You know, just take some time and sit down and don't, you know what? You know, we, we, everybody gets stressed out about the three and the five year plan and 10 year plan. Like, look, don't stress yourself out about that, you know, and this is coming from Chris McPhee because I told you, I live it. I do have milestones set ahead of me, but really the next 24 hours is the most important to me, you know, because if I get hit by a car tomorrow, it's done. Mm -hmm. So that's why the next 24 hours is so important to me. You know, the people that I'm talking to, what I'm doing right now is helping me move forward tomorrow because this is inspiring for me. I get a chance to share. I get to talk to my JMT sister, you know, a lot of things are happening and I want people to don't make new year's resolutions, make a commitment to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I did. It'd be eight years ago. I made it. I, I was like, I'm not going to make a new year's resolution because people do it. They're like, Oh, I'm gonna go lose 20 pounds. I'm gonna do this. And within 90 days it's done. It's a feeling. The res that, that's, that's New Year hype, I'm going to call it. And I'm going to be a candid with the way we do it in the team room. We were very candid with our conversations. And I was like, it's, it's emotional hype. When you commit, that's a mind shift. Mm-hmm. It's not a feeling. It's a decision. It's like when you decide to pay a bill or not, something's going to happen. Like, so if you pay your bill, your lights will stay on. If you don't, they're going to shut them off. right right that's right if you don't put gas in your car the car won't drive anywhere but if you fill it up you could ride 300 miles Mm -hmm. you know you know uh uh, you know if this is is very binary so that's what i say is like it's a commitment it's a decision that you make with yourself and and you only have to make it with yourself you don't have to do it with everybody you know Mm -hmm. Don't stress about pleasing everybody because like we said, if we, if we can't fill our cup, it's hard to fill everybody else's cup because mm-hmm. we have nothing to give. I don't, if my cup's not full, I can't give, you know? And then when it starts filling over, that means I need to start giving. If it's overflowing, if you're overflowing with inspiration and joy and happiness, we'll pass some of that on. To the person to your left and right, because <laughs> you are at the level of abundance, you know, and you need to pass it on and 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 bless everybody with your inspiration and your knowledge. So I hope if whoever's listening to this, um, I'm I'm starting to feel a sense of energy right now <laughs> as I speak. And, and I wish you had a camera on me. You could see me. <laughs> hey, you're coming back on Everyday Leaders Live. You're coming back, yes. babe. Um, um, so. That's a follow-up. Because here's the thing, right? There are so many valuable lessons that you've learned. And I just, this is part of this platform. It's starting with this audio podcast. It's giving people the opportunity to say, man, I love what Chris is doing. And then really joining in this platform to say, how do we partner with Chris? What can Chris teach us? How can we become stronger with Chris's mentorship? And this is what I love about having you here because you are really changing the world. You're changing your world 
You're changing your family's opportunities. You're changing everything that you believe about where you were and where you are and where you're going. Because your, quote, vision to reality, that's who you are, Chris. Chris McPhee, PMP. <laughs> that's who you are. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know. I, and so I absolutely just love having you in my life. You have nice. just continued to be an inspiration. And I think good, good. there are so many people that um, I, I really just want to feel your energy and connect to you because I know they can feel this too on their own journey. And yes. um, so how, how do people connect to you, Chris? So the easiest way to connect with me is go in Google and search. I'm your camera guy. Hashtag I'm your camera guy. Um, so that's my official hashtag, a courtesy of the United States uh, trademark uh, <laughs> office. Uh, that's officially mine. So if you go and Google that, that's the easiest way. Uh, or, or at I'm your camera guy.com, or you could find me on LinkedIn where I'm very active. Mm-hmm. And you could find me at Chris McPhee, Chris Smurf McPhee. Uh, PMP. So that's my nickname. That's a whole nother podcast. I, I know. <laughs> I could feel it. I could that. D- hold on. That character, the Smurf. Oh my God. Oh my God. Ooh. Hey, this is one of many. That's what I'm saying. This oh, is the one Smurf of many. Is, uh, you know what? Maybe next time I come back and I speak from a point of view of Smurf. There you and, go. And, and uh, cause you're talking to Christopher now. Christopher is the responsible one of the camera guy and Smurf and a couple of avatars that I've, I've gained from my friends over the years. But uh, <laughs> no, that's a whole nother show uh, when the Smurf, Smurf, people like, yo, you're middle. You're, that's like, yeah, that's a nickname from when I was on a, on my team in Special Forces. So there's a lot of stories tied to that guy. Um, a lot of stories. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, it's who we become. It's who we are. And yeah. we have to reflect back and we have to carry all of that with us. So yeah. I love just the layers of Chris McPhee and, and just getting to know you personally and understanding really how inspirational you are and how you lead your life. And I think everyone needs to take a few tips from you today Get your journals out. Go back and listen to this again and again and again. And, and really just start to develop those things that you're confident about and how you know that you're affecting every decision that you make. It affects what you become. It affects your family and your community. So be the change that you want to see in the world. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, my thanks, friend. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Have a great All right, sis. Have, have a, a great weekend. One. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye. This has been a Joe Studios production.